0: What's up, everyone? This is Maya, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuff online from the scratch, solving problems, and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing Six Figure Entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. Hi, everyone. My name is Mayowa, and I'm the host of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, and I'm also the founder of the book, Cuts, that's a publishing agency that helps busy entrepreneurs to write and publish a book. Uh, on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. I've got another great entrepreneur on this show, but before we get the show started, I will just pass the mic to him. We we'll introduce himself, tell us a bit about himself and his business, then we get the show started.
1: Charles Cormier, founder of Top Leads and many other cool startups. Uh, at Top Leads, we do cold email. Cold email is a great tool to get some sales in your business. Obviously. But me personally, I use it as a tool to accomplish my mission, which is to create the largest startup ecosystem in the world. Cold email allows me to test a very a bunch of different uh, audiences uh, and test a, a, ver- a variance, uh, product, um, various product variants. Uh, variant. Uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't explain that well, but let, let me try to go at it again. So um, there's this thing called product market fit in the startup world, and a cold email actually allows me to um, accelerate this process 10, 100x, meaning that I can test a bunch of campaigns uh, with different audiences and different uh, products that I invent on a daily basis, whether it's a new startup idea or a SaaS And basically, that allows me to know if this um, product idea is good and to to make good money and to grow this uh, this startup ecosystem of mine. And then that can help um, the planet back. So that's uh, a long story short, not explained in the best way, but uh, caffeine is still hitting my brain. So I should make more sense in the next couple of minutes.
0: Okay, that's kind of hilarious. So, uh, just can you just get us started by uh, walking us through how you got started into this entrepreneurial piece, uh, uh, stuff or this shiny uh, startup and entrepreneurial thing? So,
1: what is your story like? Where to start? Mm. And I, while well, well, I gulp this last, um, this last uh, coffee, I, I had lots of grain, so you'll have to, to pardon me here. But uh, it started at seventeen. I think um, I have a bunch of businesses that I started back in the days that were never successful. We never hit um, product market fit with those back in these days. Um, my first business, I can certainly remember a mobile car wash. Um, never went anywhere because uh, me and my little friends, uh, you know, we bought the truck and all the equipment, uh, five to $10,000. And when it came the time to sell, <laughs> we were very scared. So we printed out all these um, flyers, Uh, as well and never distributed one and we were comfortable in our respective jobs uh, namely the nine to five I was working at a golf club he was working uh, with his mom I think in in his uh, in her business and we never even uh, got that one off the ground it was very um, humiliating you know I I still I still did not know sales back in those days you know and uh, making door-to-door and flyers so that was the first one. Then with the same guy, we started um, a first successful business, I could say, which is very simple, buying uh, iPod touch and uh, reselling them for a higher price. Very simple business. Right. Um, and I think the first um, the first step to business and to make it uh, to have it make sense, you know, is to get money out of it, you know, make a profit. Uh, that's why people get in this, in business at first. It's not because it's going to save the world or um, help them become uh, better humans, although these are good reasons why people start businesses, but it's making a profit. It's making a buck. It's buying this iPod Touch for $60 and reselling it for $120 and making 60 bucks of profits in um, in the process. And that motivated me um, to do more. And obviously, I was free with uh, this business because I was in control of where and when I would uh, sell these things, you know, so I started with this business, then I got into uh, drop shipping before it was cool, I would buy stuff on AliExpress and, you know, import it here from China and resell it at uh, 20x markup, <laughs> or 60x markup. I don't know if that's ethical to do, but uh, that's, that's what I used to do. And then I started my first business, uh, my first very serious business, which was my supplement business with one of my best friends. Um, huge investments. Uh, we got, you know, the formula made in uh, some labs, uh, university labs uh, by PhDs, you know, and so forth. Uh, that one lifted off the ground was very exciting. We're using Facebook ads to sell it, it was a nootropic, which is still one of my passion today as a biohacker. And that one worked out pretty well. But we had uh, to stop that one because yeah, again, you know, time, uh, time involvement, we couldn't uh, spend uh, as much time I had my agencies you know back then and a bunch of other business, so th- we decided to shut that one down, but that was the first um, serious kind of business that I did alongside with my agencies okay uh, so in all of
0: this journey transitioning from one business to the other, there are some having success, and some are actually not uh, making the uh, cut for in terms of sources and money coming in for you. What makes you uh, to keep going and, uh, you know, getting knocked off from one and getting back into another? What gave you that uh, motivation and the inspiration to keep going despite all those hiccups and uh, transitioning from one to another?
1: Yeah, there's multiple answers to that question. But um, first, you know, I think... Uh, genetically in the environment that I've been put in as a young guy, you know, it's always been entrepreneurship and over everything. My dad's an entrepreneur and I think I got uh, subconsciously motivated by that. And, you know, it's always seeking for that freedom, right? I think that's the ultimate goal as a human seeking for freedom, freedom of time, freedom of making however money I want to make, you know, I'm not limited by a salary. I can make like 5k today if I want, you know, so And obviously money is very um, motivating, but there's also extrinsic goal to that, Um, like building a team, you know, uh, talking with a bunch of beautiful humans like you today and uh, getting to speak with anyone, anytime, you know, anywhere in the world, trying out uh, a bunch of things like a mad scientist in my lab, you know, and seeing what works, what doesn't work, having knowledge, which is also another of my goal and acquiring a bunch of Knowledge that people would wish to have in a thousand years, you know, um, with Wikipedia, with books, with podcasts, with YouTube. um, I'm obsessed with learning, and that's just another reason. Um, And then also some other goals, for example, my health um, with my business. I can sleep 10 hours per day if I want, Um, I can work out at the time that I want. I, I am taking care of myself with this business, I am learning new stuff on a daily basis. So that being said, uh, that's the upside. The downside is not too big also, because with time as an entrepreneur, you you learn to develop this killer mindset, you know, and the setbacks are, are not affecting you that much. Um, and I think it's also about risk taking right now. I am risk taking. I'm, I'm probably on the low scale of risk taking right now. Uh, believe it or not, I'm probably six on ten. Um, and when you seek risks in business that's when it it gets stressful and soon I'm about to enter another phase of my life because yes I've been very high risk taking before Um, I'm about to take uh, another big risks you know in in this uh, career and launch launch another big business um, which could have major upsides uh, and and go maybe on the nine on ten risk um, scale if you want and I might experience more stress if I hit the downside right because There's like 80% chance of success and 20% that it flops. If it flops, I might owe millions of dollars to people and kind of be stressed. Right now, I'm not stressed at all. Um, Everything uh, taken for equal. I have a great life, you know, and that's all because of entrepreneurship and that willing to take a risk. So I don't have much downsides to be honest nowadays. I live a a frigging great life. You know, my lifestyle is, is almost maxed out. Um, and w- what is my definition of lifestyle? It's freedom. So yes, if you start a business, you might experience some stress. It will be a new environment for you, but if you sleep on it and, you know, if you continue doing it day after day, you'll get used to it and that won't be very stressful for you. And then it might even become fun as you learn all of these mindsets tools and you get in the game and you get better at it and, and play, play it exactly. Like I said, like a game. So yeah, that's for for my young entrepreneurs out there. Um, yeah, I recommend taking the risk and getting used to it because the human is the greatest adaptation machine, right? Um, yesterday I've, I was reading of a lady that did a a 40 day dark room retreat. I did I did three days in there. I did also silent retreat of 10 days. I'm preparing for an Ironman. The human is capable of anything. Anything they can put their mind to. So start something and adapt to it. Just let the magic happen.
0: Okay, I, I like the last line that you pull off, uh, which is, the human, uh, we human, we are capable of a lot of things. The only problem is uh, the limits we place on ourselves. And also, sometimes we don't know that we can be more than what, what we are. And I think, uh, just like you said, uh, one thing that drives us as entrepreneurs is the fact that we love to explore. We love to ask questions that what if... I try these, and uh, the worst case scenario is it won't work. And I think that is one uh, common trait that I've seen with most entrepreneurs that I interview on this uh, podcast. And also, even personally, from where I'm coming from, like the background of me leaving my job, uh, uh, from my, uh, the safety of my job. Uh, back in 2012, you know, and tried to launch into this thing. I don't even understand what I was doing. But at the long run, I have to figure it out. Why family and friends think I was crazy? You know, it's, it's a risk. And just like you said, it's not really a bad thing because even risk I've taken, just like you said, that doesn't work out, still taught me a lot of lessons. And those lessons are coming uh, today to be valuable uh, in the pursuit of my own
1: entrepreneurial uh, uh dream uh, so to say but i so, think you need to be a bit crazy right yeah, like sure. uh, you you said it you need to be and what is the definition of crazy uh, i think most of it is like um not giving a crap about what others think oh, you know think, and yeah. also wanting to be special most probably uh there's always some kind of part that is related to ego want it or not although that ego, that ego disappears with time but you know i was always the type for example to um seek attention upon myself when I was younger, you know, being the class clown and, uh, you know, like trying to do extreme stuff. I think it's also, um, apart from the ego and wanting to prove something to others, I think it's proving something to yourself, right? And and breaking your limits.
0: Yeah, you are very, very right. I think that is odd uh, because that ego is still there, you know? Back then, I could remember when families and friends, even my then-game friend was Uh, like me I would like you know but at the end of the day I knew what I was doing I knew what I'm dreaming of and I think I'm the only person who really understand and you can call it ego and whatever it is then but it's really sad because if I don't really have that determination that I wanted to see if I would be wrong or I would prove myself to be right and at the end of the day uh, I was right and uh, I'm
1: very grateful today that I I was right so I was right that's ego right there but you know In your case, I, I, the word is balls. You have balls. You know, you, you're not scared. You went from uh, Lagos, Nigeria to yeah, UK. Yeah, sure, you sure. know, that's, that's a very ballsy move. Um, and I, I mean, I, I cannot like speculate in that situation. But in my case, for example, when I was, I think, uh, 22 or 23, I was still at my parents' house. I was coming back from a, a student exchange program, uh, coming back from Hong Kong, uh, China. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm still under that environment, right? And I wanted to get away from that place. And I was so desesperated to to not be dependent on someone, you know, that desire for freedom. That I booked a random Airbnb um, and plane tickets in Mexico. And from there, that was like the cataclysm of my next level life. You know, I already have my business before that, but the the step I think for most young entrepreneurs is to get out of the family nest to, to kind of disconnect from that and step into adulthood, you know? And for me, it it was more than that. It was also stepping away from a physical business because my clients, they were realtors back in the days from my agency and they were expecting me to be there physically. And from there, I met my wife. I started to travel the world. That was like five or six years ago already started traveling the world, you know, never looked back since then. And and I think that's a step that like a a lot of people, they should take, you know, Um, break away with the environment you were born in, you know, you didn't have control over that. And I mean, I was fortunate. I was born in a a country that uh, allows me to the passport that I can spend a lot of time in a lot of places. It's a good country, everything considered equal, but it was still a curse um it was still something it was still too comfortable for me and for yeah. you it might have been the other way around in which it was too uh, yeah, uncom- almost or, I, I
0: actually it's not really about comfort but it's about exploring and trying something else uh, beyond what i'm used to i think that is that is it for me
1: yeah and it's also about the environment which i mean apart from the country you know like your parents they have their own opinions right that 's one opinion or in in three in 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 two uh, or or one billion. I forgot how many humans on this planet earth, but that's one opinion out of many. Um, your goal is kind of to uh, break away from that and get other opinions uh of people and see and open your eyes, open your mind to the world you know and once once you have that, then your brain can make better conclusions and you can build your your own opinions of the world and I think that's also a, another reason why I was seeking to. To move away from that, and to me, I think the the main reason is you know the comfort zone because when you're under your parents' roof, they well mine they paid for for everything you know the the rent, the food, and and all of that and. I I think I needed to to step away from that. So, again, it depends on on your background and reality, but I think a lot of kids in US and Canada, especially if they're like the product of a middle class, their parents will always, you know, like take care of them and probably even a bit too much. And to me, it was cataclysmic to step away from that. The growth I've experienced from that moment on has been like incredible.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So let's talk about your present-day business. So, What exactly is the structure of your business now and revenue wise, what is your figure for
1: 2022? Well, 2022, uh, we would be heading for like a million. Um, That's for sure. Uh, The top leads business that is the cold email one, because that's one of my business. It's an agency. We charge 1200 a month uh, plus 150 per meeting. Our clients are marketing agencies uh, crypto company and not only marketing agencies, but all types of agencies, recruitment, software, uh, we work with crypto as well. And we work with SaaS software as a service. Uh, so it's a very cool business, lots of cash flow because uh, the clients they come back, you know, and it's kind of my cash cow fueling my other business and crazy ventures.
0: Okay, awesome. So uh this is uh we have some few minutes to go on this uh episode, but I would like to uh get you to the question round where I have to throw you some thought provoking question, and <laughs> you get back to I me with those. answers. Okay, awesome. So uh if what's his one book because I so much be, I'm a book coach. And apart from that, my life has thrived so much on books. And I always like mm-hmm. for my guests to talk about the book that actually changed their life or impacted their business. So what is that one book for you that you like to recommend?
1: Yeah. Uh, one that I recommend on my LinkedIn, um, is not surprisingly about sales. Why? Because if you don't have sales in a business, I mean, you cannot live, right? Sales is the, the engine of, you know, like uh, your, your companies. And yeah, we share that same obsession, you and I, with books. Uh, I think I read more than 100 per year and, you know, I'm just a bookworm uh, big time. So that book is uh, Impossible to Inevitable by Aaron Ross. Uh, that's a good one. It taught me um, three to four to five years ago, uh the this method that i'm using today uh the, and it taught me the word sdr sales development representative someone that sends emails sends linkedin outreach uh, make some calls to generate meetings um, recurrently, and uh, you can close probably fifteen to thirty percent of those meetings. Another one that I'll recommend to your audience, which is still sales related, because I could talk about a bunch of other books. Like yeah, just uh, give us like
0: two. Like you've mentioned one, you can give us one more. Like your top. The second one, one
1: would be uh, "Fanatical Prospecting" by Jeb Blount. Um, so. This one is about, again, it's, it's pretty much based on, you know, how to outreach, which is what I do on a daily basis. And yeah, you might want to read my book also, which I launched this year, um, A CEO's 167 Unfiltered Thoughts. Um, that, that's an interesting one. I want your feedback also. It's a compilation of many um, posts uh, that I did, and it's very digestible
0: okay awesome uh listeners out- on my
1: linkedin by the way
0: okay listeners out there the links to uh, all the book that just have mentioned and including his own book uh you can get straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for our uh, chats in the on the home page and the show note for this episode will pop up and you can get a link to those book in that show note so uh Curiously, anyway, like I'm very just very curious, like still speaking about books, you mentioned you wrote a book this year, and let's say if you have the time and the opportunity to write one book right now, what would that book be about away from our uh, marketing and
1: everything that you you do? Well, that book is not only about marketing uh, it's uh it's, you know it's my unfiltered thoughts and um, and I merge business and life together, so. Uh, yeah the, the Charles is pretty much similar in in these situations it's about startups it's about mindset it's about wisdom it's about biohacking uh, it's about longevity it's about the topics that uh, I am passionate about and obviously business slash startups is one of them um, this book and the the style of book and that I'll keep on writing is my favorite style of book which is um, small posts that are digestible a bit um, like uh, Naval naval naval's almanac which is another book that i recommend um it's short posts, uh, people can understand quickly what they're about. And it's not boring, right? It's not like a full chapter of, you know, like blabbering about just one lesson. It's like lesson in 30 seconds. Okay, another lesson, another lesson. So it, uh, what I like about these books is that they give you ideas, right? So you write down these ideas and you can test out these ideas in your business. So I'll keep on writing uh, these types of books, just that my book person in my company will segment these books by topic, right? So one book about cold email, one book about longevity, one book about politics, for example.
0: Okay, awesome. Uh, So uh, another question here is, uh, what is one superpower that you think you've got that has contributed to you winning business and in life?
1: My best superpower is uh, adaptation. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, interview, like humans are good at that. But I think, um, you know, from practicing it so much and being that discipline of a guy that can crack like any code I put my mind and body to, I adapt very quickly. I've been a digital nomad for the past five years, meaning that I change place every month, basically, and visits the um, many parts of the world. And yeah, that's, that's created a mind that can adapt so quick. It's ridiculous, you know, like to any environments, uh, to any situation that I face, although I don't face many of those, those situations in the real life, uh, to a podcast host asking me a bunch of questions, you know, I can talk about anything anywhere, anytime, and I can uh, adapt to pretty much anything. And when you can adapt to anything, well, I mean, that that makes business easier. That makes relationship easier. So adaptability is definitely one of my top superpowers.
0: Okay, awesome. Uh, you've talked about your superpower, but surely we are all iman, no matter how much successful we are. Uh, what is one thing that you have been struggling with personally or maybe your business has been struggling with?
1: That's a good question, to be honest, because first, um, the mindset is so strong that, you know, like it's, consciously or not i forget about these struggles um struggle struggle struggles Hmm. you know well, well there's the let's start with the business business um for example three months ago i had this uh hr crisis if you want so i recruited a bunch of interns and i fired like four in one day uh because one bad one bad apple polluted the the batch of other apples so Uh, I never feel good doing these things, you know, Uh, these, I I realized I didn't have the tact that I think that I had when I let go of these people, I need to offboard them um, in a ceremonious, I don't know how to say that word, but in a better way, let's, let's call it because I did it like in a pretty rough way and that kind of backfired and I felt like a, an a-hole and yeah, I, I wanted the, to get better of that. Oddly enough, you know, this is just a bump in the road, like I said, because we always fix these things pretty quick and right now my HR is like incredible. You know, we have this well-oiled machine and we have a bunch of great team members Uh, but humans inside business typically this is what will give you the most headaches and the most the most heartaches I should say because it's sad you know and and then it can bring anger as well and all these negative emotions when you um, don't master that part in my personal life hmm, uh, you know in personal life for example if you have a spouse uh, relationship is always um, an interesting challenge in terms of entrepreneurship you know And not only entrepreneurship, but when you're this kind of oddball of an individual, you know, uh, when you operate on different levels than most society, um, it's, and it's just like business, how to fix uh, your relationship, for example, over communication, lots of love. Lots of laughs, you know, not take things seriously. And as a digital nomad as well, this life is cool. It's one of the best lifestyle out there. But doing it too much can be a challenge, you know. Um, for example, me and my wife, we got kind of tired of, you know, traveling the globe too much. And now we want to buy this house, you know, and settle down, especially when we we travel with a little dog now. So that's been kind of challengeful. for uh, we're going to have kids soon. So we, we need to step a foot for underground. So that has been a challenge. But like I said, it's kind of tough for me to reflect on tough things because, you know, I have such a, an amazing life that, yeah. But yeah, these these would be the things.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, there are some few points uh, to add to that. You know, uh, we are entrepreneurs. We are human, just like I mentioned earlier. And just because we are winning in business, that doesn't mean that we are not uh, we are exempted from the problems that normal uh, non-entrepreneurial people uh, always go through No, these yes. things are just typically what uh people face and you know but one uh one uh, thing that i always love uh to know is the fact that as an entrepreneur our built up and how we are wired always make it easy for us to move on and get over those uh issues that mm-hmm. many people will have uh, got buried in And I think that is one uh one big perk for me of being an entrepreneur because, uh, that same uh entrepreneurial spirit and entrepreneurial vigor that I used, I always put it into other things that are even beyond business. No, in marriage, I always want things to work out. I always want to communicate. I always want to make sure that things are running well. And one way or the other, it has really. But even though it has the downside, just like you said, but. Uh, no big deal anyway there is no problem that is too much that i don't think uh, we can always figure out just like you've mentioned so that is our uh, one big takeaway from this so before we say goodbye uh, can you just share with us like in just two minutes what is one big lesson that you want to uh, you want to leave our listeners to learn from oil entrepreneur uh explorer every other stuff
1: Lesson, lesson, lesson. I mean, I've got a bunch of personal lessons in my life. And yeah, you said we're human. Yeah, I, I believe in that. But I have more in common with aliens than than humans on my side, uh, truth be told. Um, so most of the lessons that are applicable to me, I don't think that would be applicable to most. But if we keep it simple and True, a couple of lessons here to younger uh, folks, uh, young entrepreneurs out there that are starting, let's say, um, in their six-figure journey, for example. Uh, Yeah, related to that, you know, it's not it's not only about money. Um, Money is good at at keeping track of things, but ultimately, what we want is freedom. So we've got this phenomenon in the society where people are are time poor and money rich. And what what is money if you're time poor? you don't even have the time to use it, you know, so set your priorities straight, you know, and set set your values straight, what you want to accomplish, and then do the exercise often, because it's, it's kind of hard for especially, you know, someone that didn't have much directions in his life, like I did back in days, uh, with the school counselor that told me whatever BS he wanted me to to go into, um, do the exercise often, what are your values, who are you, you know, and that will mostly be defined by your environment, sure, but uh, have have these missions, these uh, values, these goals uh, straight and do the exercise often, and you will get to learn more about yourself. If you're unsure about entrepreneurship, I can tell you that it's one of the best decisions in life. If you're a freedom seeker, like most people, yes, your personality will kind of uh, weigh something in the balance uh, as if you should step in uh, full time or not, or if, even if you should step in, but Uh, listen to your instinct as well you know if you want to accomplish big if you're ambitious entrepreneurship is is the way to get there Um, and now once you get the ball rolling I guess it's to um, find other reasons also Uh, you know I was about to to write a a tweet today Um, money is uh, the safety net of passion you know so You need to have passion first and sometimes money can, can rescue you. But if passion is there, if you're a nerd like me and you love knowledge and uh, Mayo seems to also be a a book nerd like me. Well, I mean, I'm obsessed with knowledge and, and learning more, you know, and money comes as a byproduct of that. So find something that you can have your, your heart into it. Again, it's not something you might have that thing in day one, it might change at day 360. So, you know, do the exercise over and over again. And yeah, find something that that can keep the the fuel tank high. And if there's no more of that passion fuel, then yes, money can also motivate you to to keep on going. And obviously, we live in a capitalist system. So try to uh, find uh, a niche of, you know, something that people need something that can serve society so that they can exchange money uh, back. Okay. Thanks so much for
0: those value bombs that you just threw to us. And uh, before we say goodbye, can you just tell us where we can connect with you and where we can access all the good stuffs that you have been creating out of the world?
1: Charles Cormier on LinkedIn, charlescormier.com, topleads.agency. That's where you can find me, folks. Okay, Uh, listeners out there have been having this awesome
0: conversation with Chas for the past uh, few minutes and it's been a very uh, impactful and uh, impactful one for me and even for you guys over there. So uh, the show notes for this episode, you can find it by heading to uh, the sixfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Chas in the uh, search bar and the show notes for this episode will pop right up. So, thank you so much, Chas, for jumping on this call with me, for sharing your stories and the lessons you have learned. You're a very awesome guy, and I believe that uh, you would do a lot of great stuff going ahead and uh, I really so much believe in that because I can feel your passion and even uh, your enthusiasm for business and what you do uh, just like you said you are more connected with aliens more than you are with <laughs> with human and uh, it's it's cool because I think one thing I always learned from Gary V and all his video videos uh, on uh social media is the fact that you have to know yourself and you have to have that self awareness of knowing what works for you who you are and what you are for just forget about every other uh whatever that uh, person around you is doing and just focus on who you are and what suits you and i think you really epitomizes that and i have to say that uh uh, before we say goodbye, so thank you so much, Chas. You've been a very awesome guest on this show. I wish we had more time than this. We'll have talked so much about your business and what you do, which I believe is legion. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there need what you are doing. And uh, maybe yes. one, one of the days we'll come back on another episode to talk mainly about uh, the business side of things for you and your service side and what you do. It's well, been like a pleasure.
1: That. Okay. Thanks to you, Mayo.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, and guys, our listeners out there, we we'll catch you next time with another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur. So bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.